Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello. Yes, it's not a mirage. We are live. Hello, welcome to a Back Up One Land and Arsenal podcast. My name is Carl, and we will be talking all things Arsenal. Uh, a lot to get through today. Um... On the pod today is the butter monkey, the man who has to be here, the moniest man in the world. <laughs> no, stop, stop laughing. You're giving it away. Okay, it's the man who has to be here, the butter monkey, the man who owns the podcast. Yes, you're right. You guessed it. It's Danny. Oh, then I was just looking at my message to you lot uh, about um, at 6.33. How the fuck has how has only Josh replied to you fucks? <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised you turn up. Do you know what? I was in my car driving, and I said, "Oh, we're not, not being driven." Oh, that's a surprise. <laughs> Sometimes I like to keep it real. You know, like I'm a yeah. man of the people. I'm not above, yeah. but equal, as you know. Um, just a little bit more equal than others. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> and I, I saw like the messages ping up, and then I saw that message. I was like, "This miserable bastard." <laughs> so um, allegedly, I took my phone out whilst driving to reply to that message. Allegedly, just so you wouldn't throw your toys at your pram. Have you not got Apple CarPlay? I have, however, I don't want to use it. Uh, Man, off this week. Allegedly, I replied whilst I was driving. Like, there's no proof. There's no I mean, you, you that could actually. say that you you replied whilst driving using Apple CarPlay, right? You could just exactly, say, exactly "Hey right. Siri, exactly. tell Danny that's, to fuck himself." <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly what I did. I didn't pull out my phone whilst driving at all and type a message um, telling Danny to calm down. I'll be there by eight o'clock. Um, it's exactly what I did. But anyway, you've ruined the mystique now, Josh, because I was going to have a good intro to you. But now, since you've ruined it and you're here, uh, the podcasting prince of darkness is Josh the Human. Hello. Danny gave me that moniker. It's not self-titled. Uh, that would be too big-headed of me. But you are um, self-entitled. I am self-entitled. I um, For all the kids out there who are on the TikTok, I did my angel number this week uh or yesterday and i got 777 which apparently translates as you're the new messiah so um you're all welcome i don't know what uh, that means neither do i but apparently it was a big deal and i'm running with it oh okay yeah all right straight uh, to the middle east with me sort that right out Jesus, we are definitely steering away from that um <laughs> um Yes, sorry, Avon. I haven't got my heating on because after this podcast, I will be going to my bed and I don't like my house being too hot when I'm sleeping or trying to get to sleep. So if I don't turn it on, my house will be nice and cool and I'll be able to go to bed. Uh, If I put my heating on now, my house will get too hot. So that is the reason why I have my hood up because I'm a little bit cold. However, I refuse to put my heating on because I'm going to bed soon because unlike Daniel, who's going to be up 
probably when I'm getting up to go to work, Daniel will be going to bed. I went to bed at 5am this morning. And I woke up at 5am this morning. My Alexa woke me up at... Shut up. um, Woke me up at 5am this morning. (laughs) It's a hard life. I mean, don't you say it. You say that like your Alexa like did it on purpose to wake you up, not like you set an alarm. I mean, what now? Josh, all you're doing is technicalities. It's all technicalities. Uh, Whether I set it or not, this bitch still woke me up at 5 a.m. She won't like you hearing that. It'll be 4 a.m. tonight now, won't it? (laughs) (laughs) Probably won't even go off. Probably wake up like, oh, that's a nice sleep. What's time? Half seven, fucking hell. Yeah, that'll be it. Right, the clock's clock's changed at the weekend. Uh, So, yeah, just you wait. Alexa will sort you right out. God, I'd have to remind it to all all parties. Remember, did they change this weekend? Yeah, they changed this weekend. Remember, spring forward, fall back. So they go backwards uh, an hour. Spring back and fall forward also works, just to confuse you. It does. However, <laughs> it is full back though. So I, I sat there when I went to bed on Saturday night, and I had a five minute conversation with myself about what day of the week it was. I was convinced so, it was Saturday and it was actually just, Sunday. Just out of curiosity, what answers were you getting when you were having this conversation with yourself? I was telling myself to shut up and stop swearing and stop being so abusive. <laughs> Don't know Sounds like our WhatsApp myself. group. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, talking about our WhatsApp group, we're going to talk about the game against Chelsea because it was a hub of activity. Oh, should we say uh, happy birthday to someone first, Carl? We, we already happy? said happy birthday to me. No, look. Oh, oh yeah. at the end. Are you? Do do now? If we do it now, then it's easier for them to find, isn't it? And they won't have to they won't have to listen all the way through to the rest of the shit of the show. <laughs> you can't oh, swear, she's only ten. Yeah. She's living with means... Ellis. She's gonna oh, be yeah. heard worse words than that. And she probably uses them. Like, Fucking Happy hell, birthday, Alice. Darcy. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, Darcy. Uh you are the best person to have a birthday in October. How rude. Just just putting it out there. Absolutely, you upset me there. Yeah, go on, carry on, Carl. Anyway, uh, we will talk about our 2 2 draw with the scum in the west of London. The only good thing about that part of London is that our Jeff Arsenal is from that sort of area, so uh, that's the only good thing about it. Apart from that, it's all scum. Um, all right, let's talk about this, the team very quickly. Josh, the team that played Chelsea, um, is that the team you was expecting, uh, considering we had quite a few people away on international duty? I think so. The only thing that I think surprised me was um, Mr. Ramsdale. I guess that is another birthday that we should probably mention as well. So congratulations to the Ramsdales. Um so he wasn't in the match day squad, which was annoying. So when I shouted, why the hell has Arteta not subbed our goalkeeper? I didn't realise <laughs> that we had the Estonian legend, uh, Carl Hein, on the bench and not Ramsdale. Uh, but otherwise, I think looking at that lineup, it kind of made sense in terms of we played well with a rough kind of lineup against uh, City before the break. So the very few changes from that side to this one. Uh, obviously, with Saka coming back in, um, I think, yeah, generally, I wasn't too shocked with that lineup. Um, as I say, I have my grievances about our goalkeeper at the moment. 
mm-hmm. but I'll hold on to them until later. Um, only probably to be proved wrong because he statistically is good or something, some nonsense like that. Yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so uh, we'll get into the game. Um, I, I, I was had a reservation about the the lineup just because I didn't know if Jesus should have. I would have preferred Havertz uh, or Kai Havertz playing rather than Jesus. And I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I personally would have wanted him to play just because it gave us a little bit of height. Um, I didn't feel like Jesus... I wanted him to probably be an impact rather than a starter just because of... I guess you know with Kai Havertz, you know what you're going to get. And... We need a little bit of height. I mean, that's the first time I think this season that Saka, um, I'll say Ben and them then, um, Martinelli and Jesus have played together. Yeah, that's the first time in this season. So it was all good to see them. I don't think Chelsea away was probably the um, the game for it. But anyway, we'll we'll go on. Um, Zinch, we'll talk about the uh, Cole Palmer yellow card. Uh, with that tackle and Gabriel Jesus, which was absolutely disgusting. Um, Danny, did you remember the tackle that Cole Palmer got a yellow for uh, for the tackle on Jesus? Clattered him, nearly killed him. And then, all the way through this game, they were getting away with stuff all uh, all the time. Every single thing, they just wouldn't leave people alone. It was it was like watching the Royal Rumble when you had three people left when you had Saka. Caicedo and Cucciarella and those two were just Royal Rumbling him for the entire game. One would do it, then the other one would do it. And the referee was almost like, have one of you tackled him before? Oh, no, Gov, no, I haven't touched him. Fair enough. The next one, Caicedo would do it. Okay, it wasn't you last time because you're slightly different shades of, of um, whatever colours you are. And then it'd be uh, Cucciarella again. Oh, didn't you just foul him? No, Gov, I didn't. Fair enough. Off you go. And this went on for the entire bloody game. It's like the referee had amnesia when it came to the tackles from those two. And that Palmer bloke, was, he was at it as well. They were all at it. it it's, it's like in the Wenger days when they knew that people, that, that Arsenal didn't like it up them. And so they're all doing it. And the referee's letting them away with it. And yet again, we've had our usual apology from the PGMOL. I mean, we, we could start framing those. We've got enough for an entire wall at the moment. But yeah, it was disgraceful. And that, but he was, I mean, why Man City let him go? I've got no idea. I think I remember seeing him playing for the England under 21s this, this summer. He's a very decent player. Did he cost him forty million? Bargain. Mm, yeah, very good right. player. They've uh, they've put it over three hundred years as well. So, uh, <laughs> but he's got a million peanuts. year contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, it was, was um, yeah, it was a, it was a bad tackle. And do you know what pissed me off, Josh? Is more that when we so obviously they they spoke about the um, Man City game and uh, Kovacic's tackle which mm. they said could have been a red, but it wasn't. And so you would have thought that, you know, the referees would have been briefed on, you know, let's look at those sort of challenges. And nothing was given. Like we got, <clears throat> Sorry, got a yellow card. And that was it. Like, if that's not a red card, I don't know what is. Like, it, it just begs belief that they, I feel like now players can get away with one and then that's fine. Um, sometimes too. But uh, it's... Yeah, for me that, and I'm not just saying it with my Arsenal hat on. That was a dirty challenge uh, from Cole Palmer. And yeah, I feel like it was um, a little bit like the Curtis Jones one that 
apparently everybody thought was harsh as a red card. And that's where I potentially see that, you know, not to give the referees the benefit of anything, but that's potentially where they've gone, oh, you know, I think a Kovacic one's a completely different situation. They're both yellow card tackles that he puts in. So he should have been sent off. Uh, one that might have been a red, maybe not. Um, I think it's irrespective. But yeah, I think in terms of that particular challenge, it should have been a red card. It's endangering a player and certainly a player that is um, very helpful uh, for us. Uh, yeah, key player. We can see when he's in the side, we're so much better than we are without him. And yeah, for me, I'm surprised. Well, actually, no. You know what? I'm not even surprised, to be honest. I'm in that kind of... More disappointed dull, than surprised. Not even disappointed. It's just expected now that, what, this weekend, in terms of fixtures, I think at one point we were six games... Sorry, yeah, six out of nine games would due an apology at the end of it. <laughs> so what's the point? What is the point of getting upset with it? Because you know every week they're going to make a mistake. So I've kind of written off the season of knowing at some point one referee will drop an absolute ricket guaranteed every game for us. Something won't go our way. And I just can't be bothered with it almost. And I think I mean, it was a few weeks ago that I would happily just write, write the season off now. If it meant the refs were just all fired and they said, oh, we couldn't continue the season because we've got no refs left because they're all fucking shit, then I'd be like, <laughs> all right, fine, done. Sadly, I mean, that's very the, true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think of the Merseyside derby when Ashley Young got two yellow cards. Mm -hmm. Now, why was that two yellow cards and the cover of it? I know I'm going back in time and it's pointless, mm -hmm. but, you know, they talk about not wanting to ruin the game and blah, blah, blah. But a Merseyside derby, uh, arguably a bigger, well, not it's not a bigger game than uh, Arsenal-Man City, but... Um, that game was ruined because of Ashley Young's two yellow cards. So why wasn't the same logic applied to the Kovovich tackle? And this, oh. that sort of inconsistencies that piss people off. I only was even in that game. If we go into that Merseyside derby, what's the defender? Kanate? Oh, Again. he yeah. should have gone. Yeah, there you go. Done. That's and why I can't Pep, be bothered with it. And Sorry, not Pep. Klopp straight away was like, yep, yeah, you off. Because he knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, just, so that's why I'm like, ridiculous. just can't bother, can't bother with it. And I would happily, that's why I asked Danny beforehand, I was like, what was the VAR decision that didn't go with us in this game? I think we'll probably talk about it now. Yeah, Because I just ball. forget about them. Just can't be bothered. So yeah, handball. Um, so we had a discussion like um, before we went live, Josh, um, and you were saying that if it was if it wasn't the shoes on the other foot and it mm -hmm. was the up opposite way and it was Thiago Silva doing that, mm -hmm. you would be aggrieved that we didn't get a penalty. Yeah. But because it's Saliba, you kind of see it sort of you can see why you would be angry that it was given. Yeah, if I was objective in it, then I think it actually if I was objective, I wouldn't know which way. I'd be kind of like, well, it could be a if that's the handball rule, then it's a handball. But if it's not, eh, whatever. You could see various reasons why it wasn't. Obviously, from an Arsenal perspective, I think that's not a handball. If it's Thiago Silva, as you say, or Colwell, whoever, a Chelsea defender that did it, yeah, of course it's a of course it's a penalty. It's handball. Um, the one that is completely 
on the other side is the uh, Sanchez incident. But I think we'll go into that a little bit afterwards, unless Danny's got anything on the handball situation. Um, I'm looking for uh, pictures of uh, the Madrid goal, the Trossard goal, and the uh, the fake Unana thing. So I've got those ready for you, but no. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I, I kind of, sadly, I do agree with you. I think at the time I was like, no, 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 it's not a handball. I think he was unlucky. I think he was extremely unlucky to be given uh, to be given a handball. But on the face of it, if you're being objective, was it a handball? Probably. Was it intentional? No. There was no way on God's green. Well, if it wouldn't have hit his head, if it wouldn't have accidentally hit his head, it wouldn't have hit his arm, would it? So it wasn't intentional at all. His head, it glanced off his head and then hit his arm. If it had carried on going, if it had hit his, um, wouldn't have hit his head, which he didn't aim to, then it, it wouldn't have wouldn't have done anything. But you know, they don't look at it like that, do they? They just go, "There's a no. there's a chance no. here," and the, 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 well, we we know that the referees shouldn't be and aren't allowed to think for themselves because when they do think for themselves, it just gets even bloody worse. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Cole Palmer scores the penalties one nil to um, Chelsea. Game Peters out. Half time comes, and then after half time, some Ukrainian bloke. Uh, not the best one. Oh, I want to talk about Zinchenko getting subbed off. So Zinchenko got a yellow card. It's quite early on in the um, in the first half, wasn't it? I think it's like the tenth mm. minute or something like that. Um, yeah. Was you worried, Danny, about Zinchenko obviously being up against Sterling with a yellow card so early? And can you understand why he was subbed off? I don't like Zinchenko. I'm going to have a T-shirt. I'm going to have it printed on it. Oh, I don't want him. I don't want him playing at the club. I don't want him playing in that position because he thinks. He has got all the skills in the world when he doesn't. Last season, the gist of it is last season, we didn't have a proper DM. This season, we've got Jorginho, we've got Party, and we've got Rice, who's playing every game and is absolutely magnificent. So you've got three proper DMs to play in that role. We do not need to play an inverted fullback. No need for it. As we've seen with Tommy Ashu, Tommy Ashu, if Tommy Ashu will play as an inverted centre-back, is that a thing, Josh? It could be. Could be. We were claiming that. So when we're attacking, I think, think it would be a sweeper. We'll yeah, be an inverted sure, centre back. Don't, don't go picking holes in my feeble plot. <laughs> we, we've seen all season it works perfectly. And last season with Ben White, when he's attacking, they make a three. And when he's defending, we make a four. And we want the same thing on the other side. I want a little bit of parity. But when we're attacking with Zinchenko, he goes into central midfield like I did a podcast of a Sheffield United fan. I said, if your manager's got any sense, he'll, he'll go, just keep an eye on Zinchenko. When he goes walkabouts into, into the defensive midfield position, when we're playing six defensive midfielders, attack down the right. Not Just go and have a look at the Nottingham Forest game. That, that's that's what you do, and that's how you can get past us. But then Arteta's had a stroke of genius or been hit by lightning, and he's gone, Tommy Ashu, you can attack down the left, and then when we're not attacking, you can make a back four. And if, if Ben White goes down the right, then we make a back three of centre-backs because you can play left-back, right-back, centre-back, much like Ben White can. Problem solved. I don't like Zinchenko. How can a player of that quality give the ball away so many times? I don't want him in the middle of the pitch. I don't want him doing any of that lot. So I think it's absolutely off. clear why we bought Timber. And, you know, that yes. unfortunate injury we saw, you could see exactly why Timber came in. He was an upgrade on Zinchenko. And now yep. we're having to go back to our second choice, left back. Brilliant. Which isn't bad. Um, I, I mean, still think Zinchenko is good. Look we still that. miss him. Um, at times, but yeah, 
I do agree that Tommy Arsu is in great form. Uh, it won't last. We know that. No, he'll injured. get injured. He'll get injured, <laughs> and then he'll be off to uh, the Asia Cup of Games or whatever it's called. Oh, dear. Uh, I shouldn't remember what it's called. Uh, but yeah, he'll be off to that in January. So yeah, I do. I do agree with you, Danny. That Zinchenko has been. It's one of those. Underwhelming. He either has the best game of his life, or he's awful. There's no yeah. in between with him. He doesn't have an all right game, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, I think taking him off was. Uh, and he's so indisciplined positionally. Much like Jason's well, is. Jason plays every I position think, apart from goal. I don't think he's. He's not like Guendouzi, who's who was always in the wrong position always. Zinchenko is clever <laughs> in terms of the positions he gets into. Still not letting Guendouzi go, are you? Oh no. <laughs> Well, Chris isn't here. I can say whatever I want about that guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's where I kind of feel that we've got. I still think Zinchenko is a good tactical player. Like Tactically, he is smart. And we do have that issue. And he was always playing in front of not Martinelli. And we know, and you can see it from his stats, even against the Sevilla game, number of ball recoveries that Martinelli had in there was insane. I think he was second. That one when he ran back and got the ball off him. Oh, yeah. wow. It might have been Chelsea. They did that in stunning. I think that's what Sinchenko's been missing. And obviously, he got on the yellow card and up against Sterling and Gusto as well. Who was, and your uh, game's over because you can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. He was he was caught by it. And Carl, as you mentioned, you kind of fancied an extra bit of height in terms of Havertz. Well, I think Tommy Asu comes on and covers that for us as well. I think with Zinchenko, I think the only reason he's placed that left back is because they need someone to put him. Um, because he's basically there to make up the numbers in midfield. To make it, rather than a two of Bryce and a another, um, he's there to, to come to, to be an extra midfielder. And I think he's placed left back, but I don't think... Arteta tells him to stay left back the amount of times he comes infield to make up to be another centre midfielder. So that's, I think, I think that then is the issue because if you have someone like Sterling who will just stay wide and keep running down that channel, you're fucked, especially if someone like Zinchenko is so ill-disciplined, he can't, one, he can't defend, as bad as it sounds, he he's a really bad defender so if you're a winger you can either sacrifice um going you can have a sacrifice a midfielder and then arsenal beating you in midfield for three people or if you say to your mid winger stay wide you're going to overload that side and for me you're overloading chenko so you make him have to work more and that's what chelsea did chelsea said to sterling stay wide Keep running, and obviously, um, oh, he just mentioned him. He's the, the other right back, Gusto. Gusto, and him just keep overlapping, keep overlapping, keep overlapping, and that's what they did. And that's why Zinchenko, when he got the early yellow card, I think kind of ruined his game because he couldn't then go marauding up the pitch, also get caught on the break, and then have to make a you know tactical foul or last ditch foul or whatever it was. I think that was the issue. So. Yeah, um, Zinchenko coming off wasn't any massive surprise. Um, yeah, I think just to add to it as well, what doesn't help is the fact that Rice was playing higher up the field. 
if Rice was playing where Jorginho was, we have the cover. Jorginho hasn't got the legs to get out to left back. Are if we concerned about how, how many games? About how many games Jorginho's getting? Because I don't like him. Is that why you're concerned? Because you don't like him. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't like him I don't like him playing. He's another one who gives the ball away. He's, he's, he's an error waiting to happen. He's just another agent, um, uh, Chelsea agent, isn't he? Don't want him well, to club. I don't know about that. I'd he's already had any play. He's already had his error against um, Spurs. Uh, Spurs. Yeah, that was his error. Remember? I think he's been solid. The thing about him is he doesn't offer anything other than being a metronome in midfield. That is it. He is just very good at keeping that tempo. A bit like Michael Carrick. I think it's a kind of same old kind of trope. But yeah, that's that's the player he is. He's not going to offer much more than that. He's very good at it. And we're, as we want to control possession a lot, he's kind of perfect for it. And it worked against Man City, where we needed Rice higher up to break up the field. But I didn't think it was what was needed against Chelsea because they went with that kind of you know, false nine, two tens, however we want to cut it. I didn't think it was necessarily the game for him. And you can kind of see that with the changes we ended up making was bringing on more progressive players and popping Rice back in to that six where he could then sweep across and cover for our fullbacks when needed. And that's where I think the biggest issue lay for us was we just got it tactically wrong to start with and mm. it just knocked on and you end, we end up conceding those number of goals. And, you know, some of the tactical decisions we had to make, we had to put Ryer in goal. So when he inevitably returns to West London, he decides he wants to be completely in the wrong position when a cross comes in. I think we've all seen Ryer's big moment of where he's positionally caught out. And he's still, Danny, if you can find it, I'm going to look for the goal, uh, Fulham. When Fulham got promoted, uh, it was in the playoff semi-final. I think it's, oh, who was it? I want to say Joey Bryan, someone like that. Joey Bryan scores a free kick from 45 yards away because Raya's in the wrong position, completely in the wrong position and gets completely done. And he costs Brentford the uh, chance of promotion that season because they then lose the game. And, I think that's his biggest weakness. And I think it's something that needs to be spoken about. Uh, he clearly is not devoid of criticism from the manager. But our goalkeeping coach absolutely worships the ground he walks on. Got him from Brentford in the summer, didn't we? The goalkeeping we did. coach. Yeah. Uh, no, we got him last season, didn't we? The season before. Yeah, I think it was the season before. So... My my question to you both of you is: Do you think it's a case of Arteta being stubborn because he can't drop Raya because of the fuss that he made about sort of bringing Raya on? Um, because I'm not saying so. Answer this question: Has Raya done anything to get dropped? Yes. Definitely. Okay, cool. The reason I why I don't think he should... Well, do you want to go on to the second bit first before why I don't think Ramsdale's come in? Yeah, go on. 
I've got a theory on all this anyway that no, I've not heard anyone say, and I think it's Ooh. a winner. Okay. On, well, my theory is that obviously Mr. Arteta knew that Aaron Ramsdale and his missus. Oh, you've stolen my thunder, you bastard. I put it in the group yesterday. You stole it Did from you? me, you arsehole, yes. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I said that Arteta knew yeah. that mid-season, during a key period for us, that he'd need some parental leave. Yeah, and it especially was his first Mrs. had problems with the... She had a miscarriage before this, mm-hmm. so we know all know women are mental at the best of times. <laughs> I'll let that one just hang in it's the air. It's still gone quiet. Yeah, I'll let that one hang in the air. That was um, not the uh, the thoughts no. of Burkamp Wonderland, but it's Danny <laughs> Yeah, but unfortunately, Danny is also a Burkamp Wonderland, so it kind of is. We're, but Carl and I do not approve that message. <laughs> no, we distance ourselves from something. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Um, I think Phil's put an unfortunate typo in that message as well. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's where I think it is, is that, by the end of the season, Ramsdale will be back in at number one. But for this period of time, he knew that it would be a important time for Ramsdale. So dropped Raya. Oh, sorry, dropped Rams. Not dropped him. Let brought Raya in to get him used to first team football for this couple of weeks because he knew there would be this stretch where Ramsdale potentially wouldn't play, and that's what we've seen. What really surprised me, to be honest, was that Ramsdale travelled to Seville. Did he? He used to yeah, get away from bench. her, didn't he? He's on the bench. <laughs> you ever been round a woman after she's had a baby? Oh my fucking God, they are a pain in the ass. <laughs> Can you get me this? Can you pass me that? Baby and baby. I, when Sean was a baby, I was... Oh, Dan, Danny, Danny. So fed... What? Think about what you're going to say first. I am before. thinking about it. Sean will think it's funny. I got <laughs> so fed up with Sean screaming, I went out in the back garden, shut the door, and went and sat in the back garden. George brought the brought Sean out into the garden. So what are you bringing her out here for? Come out here to get away from you. Go back in. Oh, yeah, great days. But yeah, so okay. So my question to you, Danny, is now mm. that Mrs. Ramsdale has had the baby, yes. do you foresee him getting back into the first team squad? See, I when I this but all this started, um, if anybody hasn't tried these yet, Harry Bow. Uh, jelly babies a million times better than the proper jelly babies just put this putting that out there when this all first happened i thought because uh he's given he gave raya the everton game to get him ready because raya was going to be our because he's from barcelona barcelona i know nothing that he was going to be playing the champions league game so i'm gonna you've not played for arsenal i'll let you play the everton game get you ready for playing in our system. Then you'll be playing the Champions League games. And then straight back after that, it will be Ramsdale playing in the um, in the league and then Carl Hine playing in the League Cup like he did last season and we got smashed by Brighton. I thought that would be it. And then he played the Champions League game after and I thought, yeah, that's about right. And then he played the league game. I thought, that's, that's not going to plan. But then I thought, like Josh was saying, he is going to... It's his first child. His missus had problems before. Then maybe that's that's what's going on. And that we know the club love a little bit of drama because then everyone's all going, oh, what's going on here? It's an outrage. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Arteta is sending smiley faces to Ramsdale and Ray in the goalkeeper's group going, oh, we got them here. Don't worry, lads. You're going to be playing all season. And we need two top goalkeepers. What if Ramsdale uh, Ray was available for that loan? And then we went, oh, no, it doesn't matter. We don't need another goalkeeper. And then Ramsdale injures himself. 
Then he'd be going, excellent, Carl Hine is playing in goal for us against, I don't know, Man United and Bayern Munich and Barcelona and whatever teams we're going to get drawn against. So I'm not worried about it at all. And sometimes it's good to have a decent goalkeeper as your as to to come to compete against. We all know all these details. There's no point in me pointing them out. But so I'm do not you think that Ramsdale should be recalled? Not at the moment. No, uh, Rams uh, Ray is doing an okay job. He's letting a couple of um, errors. But when you're coming in from playing for a tiny club like Brentford to coming and playing for the biggest team in London. It is going to be a bit of a culture shock for you. It's going to take you a while to get used to it because uh, we're a great team and it's, it is hard. And he's, not, he's, he's made some really good saves. He's made a couple of errors. But you go back and have a look at the first 10 games for any of the greats, Lehman, or well, Lehman didn't lose a game all season, did he? But <laughs> Seaman and all these other players and, and Leno and uh, all of them, yeah, it's always a little bit dodgy at the, the beginning of your career when you get used to playing with new people and knowing what positions everybody's going to be in. So, no, I mean, I, I, I prefer Ramsdale as a goalkeeper and definitely as a human being, but I, I don't really think it's a problem. I think we're lucky to have two such really decent goalkeepers. Did okay. I answer your question? Because I was eating sweets. I've eaten half a bag of these, so I'm off why, my tits and sugar. Why are, why are they better? That is my question. What makes the Haribo Jelly Babies better than more, the More flavoursome. <laughs> what, what do you mean? They're more fruity or they're more... More gelatine? That one reminds me of Carl, so I, I bit his head off. And here's one reminds me of Luke, uh, uh, Josh because it's uh, translucent. I bit his head off. <laughs> there you go. That's why I like them. <laughs> just I more see. Booty. How rude. Mm, I think I better cut back on these sweets. I'm starting to lose the plot. Carl, save me. Oh, God. Okay, so um, talking about rare, so that Mudrich who reckons that uh, he meant uh, that goal. Let's be honest. He meant, he meant that goal. He, he meant, meant that goal as much as Saka meant that goal against Chelsea last time we played. Do you remember we played them? Was it last yeah. season? Uh, he definitely didn't mean that. It was across to the back post, and Raya got caught out. Um, I am. I'm a bit annoyed at David Raya for getting caught out, and I'm not going to go into the reasons why because Josh, you've already. Um, gone over it but yeah I, I, I Aaron Ramsdale doesn't concede that goal hmm. no I also thought Madrid meant that by the way why do you if you look at look at it and look the way he's shaped up if he was going to try and put that to the back post he puts his foot around it and he doesn't he puts his foot like that and that's the way it just yeah he's not crossed it properly uh, if he was going, or maybe for he's just shit and he can't cross the ball properly. <laughs> he has got that lean that. on. It him. could be that, but Mudrick is leaning there like he's trying to, you know, like you try and guide it in when you, That's you do what, a yes. leaning, you try to yeah. guide it in. Maybe. I mean, he's leaning the wrong way, isn't he? <laughs> he's leaning yeah. to try and get it to bend. Bend across. Trying to bend it back as a cross going. Oh, it's the aftertouch. He knows you have to go left and right for the aftertouch. This yeah. is why I don't think he's for the dad. Honestly, I'm not just saying this because it's Chelsea. I don't think he does. I think he uh, is very fortunate that David Rowe is always off his line. And um, yeah, I, I personally don't think he does, but we move. Um, and then, you know, after that, it was kind of a low. And I think everyone's mood was down. Um, no one really. 
thought that we'd get back into the game. And then he makes a couple of substitutions. I think uh, Jesus has one too many tackles and gets substituted. And I think Smith Rowe comes on for Jorginho, which is a positive substitution. And the one that makes more sense is that Martinelli comes on and Odegaard gets subbed. Odegaard has not had um, a good time. Josh. Trossard came on for Martinelli, didn't he? And yeah. then Havertz, Havertz came... Oh, I've seen Havertz. I don't know why. Havertz came on for Odegaard. Hmm. Um, Odegaard has not been very good recently, has he, Josh? No, he's not been to his same standard. I think the ever-changing front three hasn't helped. You know, we would talk about how Jesus, Martinelli and Saka haven't played together. Well, Odegaard hasn't had that consistency in front of him either. I still think the things that he's done, he's been okay. He's been serviceable. But we have seen that he's come off earlier in games than he did last season. But that might be down to us having more fixtures or more difficult fixtures where he'd play for longer, uh, a higher intensity. But I do agree that he's not been at the same level that he was last season. Do you think it's anything to do with Thomas Partey not playing um, Danny? Yep. Oh, say that again. I was just trying to go and get pictures of, of um, Rice's goal. Ask me that again. Do you think that Odegaard's dip in form is anything to do with Thomas Partey not playing? Odegaard does take it upon himself to be the one to drop back deep in midfield to go and get the ball and then run back and do a little bit of tackling. He, at times, I think he does try and do too much. And he gives himself too much responsibilities by being the captain. And uh, if someone's out of position, if someone's made a run forward, it'll, it'll drop back. And we, we've seen recently, like with the Rice goal, Rice does like to, he's meant to be a holding, well, he wasn't meant to be a DM for a while. And then he's meant to be a holding um, left left eight, isn't he? But then sometimes he gets forward a little bit more when he's when he's doing some stuff because he's such a magnificent player. He's, he's almost like, remember Vieira, he say he's a DM, but then he was a CM, but then he, he scored goals from midfield. So he's, he's all three of those positions. And Rice gets himself in the same positions as Vieira did, defending, creating, and then and scoring. And then Erdegaard tends to have taken the shine off of Erdegaard's game because that's what he used to do. He'd be the one that'd be getting the goals and having the pot shots. And because he's the captain, he's just covering for other people. So it's just... I don't think you... If you both had Erdegaard and Rice playing the game they both want to play, they'd both be getting forward and doing stuff and then we'll have massive holes in midfield. So I think Erdegaard is just doing the stuff where he's covering. The big player that we've missed is Xhaka. Because the player who's coming in between Odegaard and Rice isn't at that right level yet. They're not up to speed. Mm. It's either Havertz doing something odd and isn't necessarily right. And we've just not seen people like Smith Rowe coming in there or Trossard is too lightweight and the, to play that position with Odegaard as well. So we do have that big issue at the moment where we struggle. It worked what we did with Rice and Jorginho against Man City, but it wasn't necessarily the game to do it again versus Chelsea. And hopefully with Smith Rowe coming on, and I think he played pretty well as well being... Mm. Um, progressive with what he wanted to do, then I think that's possibly the way forward against teams where we need to be a bit more dynamic rather than try and just 
stop them and then look to control the game, which is where I think that Rice, Jorginho, Odegaard kind of group works. Because with Rice and and then the damn Jorginho, you can immediately play a 4-2-1 rather than a 4-1-2. I see that's what he's doing. I think long-term, it'll be Rice and Party doing that because both of those can be the left or right eight. The player that comes in for the two is one of the fullbacks. That's what Jorginho was doing or it's what Zinchenko does. You don't need that necessarily. It's where Rice being there is great. Rice being in that six is perfect. Mm. And I feel like it's the left eight that we've got an issue with. Which Who would you have as the be? left eight? If on on their day in on form, fully. I fit. always thought it'd be Havertz. I thought Havertz would be that player. And there's <laughs> obviously we've seen it's working well for Havertz maybe being up top because of the way he plays. You know that he's winning all of his duels when he comes on. I think that's one that we've got to. He's six foot four, isn't he? And we don't seem to be making the most of of, of having height. Yeah. And and yeah, I think that's the big thing that come, I think, January, that we're going to be mentioning it again, wanting another target man forward. But it looks like Havertz has kind of come out of um, come out of coming here and maybe is that target man option for us. That's what Uh, I thought when we bought him. And potentially Smith Rose, the player that we see for now, at least before we can dip into the transfer market. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, quickly, we're going to run through this very, very quickly. Uh, Declan Rice, um, I mean, so first of all, uh, if we make a goalkeeping error, you can almost guarantee Chelsea to make another goalkeeping error. And Declan Rice <laughs> got an absolutely wonderful goal from long range, Josh. Uh, did you actually see the goal? And wasn't it a thing of beauty? I did. Well, I missed it. Uh, in real time because I was cooking at the same time whilst I had it on my iPad. That's what I'm saying, Danny. Exactly. Some sort of lentils and... Was it Saturday following night? a recipe. It was Saturday night, wasn't it? Uh, so, yeah. It a was vegan a, chili con carne. It was a lentil <laughs> and chickpea curry. Um, oh, it wasn't. Yeah. You're saying that to yeah. annoy me. <laughs> no, it was a lentil and chickpea with, curry. With a side dish of aubergines. <laughs> No, um, it would make you feel better, Danny. Today I had um, for lunch a pulled beef sandwich with pickled oh, that, peppers. That offends me. Don't call it pulled. It's just beef. Don't. All call right, it beef. fine. It was slow cooked beef, so it had melted. Um, and then <laughs> tonight I had a stew, which contained beef again with chicken stock. I've had a banana, a whole bag of sweets and a picnic and two bags of Marmite crisps. Right, and you're calling me vegetarian and laughing at it. There's not a single meat product in there, you hear. Right, I think you'll find that in these sweeties, it's mainly, mainly bovine juice that is keeping them sticky. I would uh, check the back of that package. I bet they're vegetarian. Have I been fucking mugged off? Don't. Yeah, I'll have to I go bet and you've hurt. got to eat. <laughs> Danny, you hippie. Yeah, exactly. You'll be on the wacky backy after this. <laughs> it was a great it was a great finish just to bend it round was it it was Enzo or is it Colwell he bends it round Colwell wasn't it I'm yeah. sure it was uh, Colwell he, he it was a even from that far out I don't no, I Enzo. still don't think I was, yeah it is Enzo sorry. Yeah, um, I, I still don't think that there are many people that would get that shot on target especially right oh, not on this podcast for sure 
But for him to, start, yes. to just walk, to him to just sort yeah. of walk onto it, intercept the ball from Gallagher, walk yeah. onto it and bend it, it, it was that's good technique. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, doing it right footed, you can't even get the curl on it, can you? I, I can't definitely. That's some left footed. Oh, <laughs> um, we need a couple of substitutions, and then everyone was probably begging for Saka to come off because uh, he wanted a rest, got his first game back. But no, Arteta knows best, keeps him on, brilliant cross to the back post, and Trossard pops up. Danny, don't you think a uh, good goal from Trossard yeah. to pop up in the right area? Absolutely stunning for him to be there. I mean, that far. I mean, I'm beginning to wonder if their goalkeeper, his right eye, he's gone a little bit Gordon Banks. He's he's got a glass right eye because everything that went in that bottom right hand corner, he had he was clueless about him. Uh, and then with Trossard comes steaming in, just barely gets a toe to it, tips it in, and you think it's back on. It's back on. But remember the days when Arsenal would be winning a game two nil, and then we'd let in one goal. You knew. You just knew that Arsenal were going to let in a second goal. I knew we were going to score another one. And I was quite convinced we were going to score a third one as well. In fact, I'm not sure at what point the penalty should have come up with the... Um, where What point was the um, this bit, Carl? Have we gone past the... That? No. No? Well, Maybe. Save that for when Yes, we have. It. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Oh, so it's between the two. Where um, where Sanchez goes full anana and knocks over half of our team, and uh, the referee says nothing. VAR says nothing. So that that at whatever point that was in the game, that's when they were all falling apart. My my issue with that, um, I guess we're talking about it now, is Howard Webb came on that show and made such a big deal about Onana saying that it was a penalty. You know, they can't. Onana should have done that. So you would have thought that all the referees would have been briefed. <laughs> Saying <laughs> if that happens again, referees, you give a yellow card or you give a penalty because it is, and then it happens again, and it's like they don't even <laughs> register that. Oh shit! One of my colleagues got in trouble the other day for exactly this, and I'm about to do exactly the same thing. It's just like, and I hate. I, I honestly do hate coming on this podcast and talking about refereeing mistakes because I feel like one day we could put a top 10 of refereeing mistakes, not just even just for Arsenal, for the whole Premier League. And like some of the mistakes would be absolutely ridiculous. I could do top 10 in a game week of Premier League games. <laughs> well, I mean, look at that. That's the Onana one. There's the Onana one, which the referees have gone, yeah, we messed up there. And, and look where he is. And then compare it to that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's... it's, it's Sanchez has gone, hold my joke. beer. Watch I this. I feel like the only reason why it wasn't given... It's because it didn't look like any Arsenal player was going to be able to play the ball at all. Well, but I think that's a pretty poor excuse. Exactly. <laughs> it's a poor excuse. Is. There's no jeopardy in their positions. And to be honest, they were probably too busy booking flights to Saudi Arabia midweek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, yeah it, for There's me. There's no jeopardy it's... in their position, Carl. That's why I can't be bothered to continue the conversations on them. And is, you're right. The thing is, you're the guy, so right. The they make guy a mistake that, and nothing yeah, happens. The guy from what well, the uh, Liverpool one, the Liverpool Spurs one, he was back refereeing this week. How there old was that? That was before international break. So what, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, and they where he was back, off. So, so it was barely, it was barely ten days in like Premier League world. It's funny it how Klopp wasn't going. Oh, that goal that, that we scored against was it Sheffield United or no? Not who did the Liverpool play? And they had a dodgy goal accepted. 
Oh. He weren't going off his trolley then, was he? Yeah. He was fully on the swings and roundabouts. <laughs> it was mental. But I that's why I can't be bothered. But yeah, like, like we should Dan have a penalty. Get rid of refs and let AI officiate games. Chat GPT's on it. Is it AI or oh, Al? I want to know who Al is. It could how be, good he is as a could be Al the junior. I, I don't know why I've come that in my brain. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Al from uh, Al, Al Murray. That's it. That's one. Oh, yeah. Go on, Cole, save us. Point is in the run direction. We're going around in circles. Right. So, yeah, let's wrap up this chart again. So, 2-2 two, two draw. Um, and the face of it, Josh, do you think it was a deserved draw or do you think points uh, dropped? I knew it would be a difficult game going into it. Chelsea are one of those that, they're, well, the underlying numbers FC, as uh, hipsters or nerds, would, dweebs would call them. So, yeah, I think that's, I knew it would be a difficult game. We certainly made it difficult. And, yeah, I think we maybe left it too late with the comeback. Certainly, as soon as they conceded that goal, you can see Chelsea is still mentally weak if they go behind because it looked like we could have, as Danny said, got two, maybe three uh, more goals than we got. And I think only due to having... uh, Trying to think of the best way to describe Eddie and Ketia's current form and performances. Um, I I've got. A, yeah, I've got a word. I mean, what's the opposite of superlatives? And it's one of those, and I can't <laughs> think of like. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, Carl, what's the word you've got? Shit, I do. Well, he's got a great, great seat to see all the games, isn't he? I mean, you have got to look at the bright side. It's missing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least stick a GoPro on him, right? So Sky can have a new camera angle as the play goes around. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. yeah, Eddie and Ketia. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, so that's a Chelsea game. We'll briefly go on to the Sevilla game because we spent a lot on Chelsea. Um, the Sevilla game. Uh, the the I was shocked to see David Raya in the squad. I honestly thought that. Maybe, just maybe, um, that Ramsdale would come back, but he didn't. That's fine. No worries. Um, Tommy Asu starting ahead of Zinchenko. I think that was an absolutely brilliant move for from Arteta because I think it needed it. I think Zinchenko hasn't been on form at the moment, so that was uh, needed. Uh, I was surprised that. Thomas Partey picked up another injury, but we move. We'll talk about that another time. Can't bother to go on about it because I just feel like every <laughs> Is week that we when talk we're about... not uh, any chance of liable. Yes, that's that. what that's what we're saying, Josh. <laughs> okay. There's nothing else to be said. He, he, the, the club said he's got an injury, so he has an injury. Uh, again, it's all those it high su- kicks he was doing the night before. That yes, it. again, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he's in the squad to face Sheffield United, but we move. <laughs> um, so yeah, Danny. 2-1 win away to Sevilla. Uh, talk us through. Do you think it was a well-deserved uh, win? Because I do. I think we played well. I think we scored some good goals. Uh, we had a few moments. I think when we went 2-0 up, we sort of shit the bed a little bit and we let Sevilla back into the game. But on the whole, I think it was a good win. It was. Yeah, because they are not doing too well in the Spanish league. They've got uh, Sergio Ramos out of retirement to come and play for them. He's his boyhood club that he was at, that some of the ultras hate him. 
And uh, he spent the entire t- game trying to run after people because uh, he couldn't catch them. And so when he couldn't catch them, he was just trying to foul them. And he's doing it all the way through the game. We saw it against Real Madrid at the weekend. He he, he took no prisoners in the, in the, uh, playing against the club, which is... Uh, the club that made him famous, horrible player. But the first half was absolutely dire. We have no no attackingness from Jesus most of the time. And then I'm thinking, I'm, I've just had enough of him. Why is he doing this? And then he comes and scores a one. He runs the. Was it? Did he? Was it Martinelli or Jesus who scored first? Uh, Martinelli. Martinelli. Yeah. Um, are we are we mad to mention the goal? No. Yeah. Go on. We won't oh, okay. go. We won't mention the goal at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this this no that's not that's Tommy Asher. I can only see a little picture of it. Uh yes, yeah, so the, the um I was getting really frustrated, Carl, because we were going nowhere. And every time we try and do anything, they would just end up fouling us. It just was looking like an evening where it's gonna end up a nil-nil, or at the very last second they were gonna sneak a win. At no point did I think that we were get, at some point gonna end up going two nil up. And the way that we, we saw against Chelsea when when uh, Martinelli ran back, he's just looking for all my pictures. I got saved. There you go. That's Jesus. <laughs> uh, when Martinelli ran back against the Chelsea player, ran, caught up with him, ran past him, got the ball and stopped the attack and then started to run off with it before he lost it. The speed that Martinelli has got is frightening. Uh, Saka isn't at his best at the moment. We all think he's not fit. He's, for Saka, he's a little bit out of form but he's still doing really well. Most He's doing better than most players. But then for Martinelli to be able to do that, get the ball on the break, and without panicking in his first Champions League game, his debut, he scored on his debut in the Premier League, in the League Cup, the Europa League, and now he's done it in the Champions League. To have a, such a young man playing against some Neanderthals, to do that, run on and score, that is that warmed the cockles of my cold, dead heart, Carl. It did, but can we talk about that turn from Jesus? Fucking no, that was a thing of beauty. The, the man has got skills. It was, yeah. When he's not playing brilliant. defensive midfield or right back. <laughs> yeah, but if he wasn't that deep, then he wouldn't be able to do that uh, turn and lay it off to Martinelli. So it was a I did really think good... uh, um, before Jesus did that, that he really looked at home in Sevilla. And I just, you know, when you can see a player and I'm like, yeah, that's where you're going to end up. That's going to be your next move. <laughs> I could just see him playing for Sevilla next. Uh, but yeah, as you say, Carl, superb turn from Jesus. And what, cut just that turn and pass, cut five, but basically every single defender that they had yeah. out of the game. <laughs> took their three midfielders out and then the pass to cut the, rest, the remaining two defenders. And I think Sergio Ramos was watching his life Flash in front of him as, as he was trying to catch up with Martinelli and went, oh, That's I, a lot of I don't know, I don't know why I'm trying because I think he saw it in the well, Martinelli had a chance before that, didn't he? Mm. Really early on, uh, where he broke through and just put it wide. And you could see he was making no mistake with that finish. And it was a proper old school finish as well. I think that's what made it even better. Yeah, round the keeper was good. Oh, uh, yeah, that was what Martinelli now scoring on his. Champions League, Europa League, mm. Premier League, and League Cup League. debuts. Yeah. Yep. Not bad. My Can't big complain. question is, why did he fuck it up in the FA Cup? Get Sell him. <laughs> yeah, get him out. I think Boy, Dio, Boy Ted Diaz asked that question as well. Um, let's have a look. There we go. What amount of money is acceptable if we were to sell Martinelli? Well, that's... Are we answering uh, that question now? 
Go for it. I said that he'd be the first one of um, Arteta's fledglings to leave. It will be much like the um, the bloke who left but, um, Liverpool to go to Barcelona. Suarez. What's his name? No. Coutinho. Coutinho. It's going to be a Coutinho situation. Some Real Madrid, Barcelona are going to offer us £200 million for him. That kind of deal because that's the kind of potential he's got. And he's he's so suited to the, the those those leagues. Or maybe even, no, not Qatar, that would be madness. And PSG have given up on spending a load of money. Barcelona and Real Madrid are both skinned. Maybe. So maybe he'll stay. Know, I know Klopp loves him, and so does... Um, um, oh, he's, the other, he's the man City, mate. Um, Pep, Pep. Pep loves him as well. Mm-hmm. So, he had I, trials I think... at Man United, didn't he? Yeah, twice. I think every good player's had trials at Man United, though. But Klopp isn't going to be at Liverpool in in two years' time. He's going to be off to either the German manager or Real Madrid. Maybe I think he might only can play for one of those sides. Oh yeah, (laughs) Germany. Sadly, I think that. um, (laughs) Sadly, I think that uh, Saliba will be the first one to leave. Really? Uh, Yeah, he's got Real Madrid all over him, hasn't he? Uh, yes, he, he has got that. I mean, just imagine him lining up with Jude Bellingham, two superbly coiffured Adonis type players. That's what they're going. They're just going for good looking um, young men to uh, to titillate the, the, the ladies of Madrid. <laughs> and you couldn't really do much better than those two, could you? I mean, Jude Bellingham, my God, what a man. No, not He's 20. I've got socks older than him. Um, no, you haven't, Danny, because no one has 20 year old socks. I have, I mean, one... to be fair, I've the much use that Danny's socks get. True, <laughs> I've got not, one, not, converse... yeah. not I that bought... sock, not necessarily on his feet. He's not that sock, not Colin. Colin's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I bought two pairs of Converse socks oh. from the Beehive Center in Cambridge in 1992. I've still got one, just one single sock left in my oh. drawer. I keep it for a, I just it's got a hole <laughs> in it. Special occasions. Oh, all okay. socks have right. all socks have holes in them. Thirty-one years in. old. Thirty-one. I love those Converse socks. Wow. Well, he's old as you, Josh. I know. So we're top of our Champions League group. We play Sevilla next at home. I want to say yes. It's back to back. Champions League. Yes. Uh, do you think if we win that game, we pretty much qualified, Josh? Oh, no, because we've still bottled it against Lens, won't we? <laughs> no. Uh, I think certainly it will help us if we get there. I think as um, so I think it was Martin Keown that did the uh, game for TNT. I think like, it will come down to that Lons game and what happens there for whether or not we top the group. And I feel like that's what we need to do. We need to top this group. Uh, the way the other groups are lining up, I probably want to end up with a team that finishes second there. Uh, knowing whatever ends up happening, we'll probably get end up with PSG or something stupid uh, or Newcastle. Not that we could get Newcastle in the round of 16. No. But yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it comes into the next two games. Win, win the uh, couple of home games you've got and we should be all right. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that we definitely will qualify from the group, PSV are dog shit. Um, even away, I think we'll beat them. Sevilla at home, we should definitely beat them. I mean, there's nothing to worry about there. And like you said, I think Lons at home 
is the game where we need to get retribution. So we may be swift. Yes, we should. I'm sure I'd love to. Even in the Champions League, I haven't seen anyone that's kind of oh, I'm worried about. Bayern, Newcastle. Oh, fuck Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle uh, are currently they're, they're um, currently losing, aren't they, to Dortmund? Dortmund. PSG beating Milan two 0 and Celtic are beating Atletico two one. It's all gone hey, mad, Carl. Yeah, the team I probably fear at the moment is that we could draw in the next round. It's going to be Real Madrid, right? If we don't top the group. Bellingham FC. Bellingham FC. Is something else. They're just inevitable. I think that's not ideal. It's not what you need. No, it's not. No, but I think we'll win. We'll win the group, Carl. I mean, looking at their lens, that after they've drawn their last three league games, and they're doing all right in here, but they're not a very good team. And although they finished runners up in league on last season, I don't think well, they were just lucky to beat us. When they come back to to the bowl, they're um, we should beat them. That's no problem. We'll we'll win A-B- the next two the next two A-B-W- games we've got. Uh, Maybe like Derby could finish second in Ligon. They, they probably could. <laughs> so Sevilla um, at home, and then the next one, we're at home to Lons. We'll win both of those two, and then it will be Eddie and Ketty. Actually, what it will be, it will be this lot. It'll be that lot starting. Oh, I can't have that anymore, can we? Because Tommy Ashu is now in the first team. Hey, Dora. Um, it'll be uh, Reese Nelson, Eddie and Ketty, FC. When, because we'll uh, we'll be get six points in the last game of the season. It'll be the classic Olympiacos game where people you've never heard of will be getting a game for the Arsenal. Oh, I don't know about that. Arteta's weird. He wants to he play is. a full side in dead rubber games. That's yeah, he'll probably play a first team squad. Play second. What I'll say or... now is, yeah, PSV game is where Jesus gets an injury that rules him out for the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeper esque, <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. That is it. And then we're going to um, have uh, Inketia for the rest of the game. Are we going to talk on, about Inketia? Speaking of, we are about um, speaking. I was just about to segue. Things were going so well. I was going to segue <laughs> onto uh, his injury. So Gabriel Jesus came off because he was injured against um, Sevilla. Um, apparently, he said that he's uh, pulled his hamstring. Oh, he's hurt his hamstring. Uh, that's like minimum, that's minimum two weeks if it is a hamstring, but add Arsenal tax onto that, it's a month. Uh, unfortunately, you're looking at probably Eddie Nketiah starting. Eddie Nketiah, I think I saw his stats yesterday. He has stats, uh, does he? So <laughs> <apparently> still. <laughs> he had, I think it was something like six touches, gave the ball away five times, Committed three fouls. It was some stupid, <laughs> something along those lines. Living the dream. Yep. How? And, and I hate having to say, if that is the actual stats, that is absolutely ridiculous. Like that's shockingly bad. This is the man who I believe that he thinks he's better than he is. Edin Ketia is a talent. He's just not talented enough to play for Arsenal. And I don't. You know, I think it was desperate times, desperate measures. The problem is, as we've done in the past, Eddie Nketiah is on very high wages. So if we were trying to sell him, 
Nobody in their right mind is giving Inketi a hundred grand uh, a week. Don't care if he's played for England. He's not getting a hundred grand a week from anybody. West Ham, unfortunately, are not stupid anymore, and they make sensible buys. So they're not going to give him that money. Uh, Crystal Palace are not going to pay him that money. So what do we do with a problem like Inketia? Because he's clearly not good enough for Arsenal. Cancel his contract. <laughs> do that. Cancel his contract, FC. Well, Zinai, Zinai's already had yeah. enough of that, hasn't he? Zin, is, what's his name? Vinai. He's Vinai. Leaving. Too many Zs and Vs. Vinai's already gone. I'm off. He's leaving at the end of the season, isn't he? He cancelled his contract. Edu did that for him. <laughs> Edu just got a little bit carried away. He <laughs> yeah. didn't want to leave. He just accidentally cancelled his contract. That's because he cancelled the contract we had with B and Q for all those barbecues, <laughs> which is a, a homeware store in the UK. People, thanks, Dan. Yeah. So what do we do but with yeah. Ketia? I I thought it was. I think he's been awful. And Carl, whilst you mentioned his stats. Did try and rabble round him in terms of at that time of the game, he was brought on to disrupt Severe. So I didn't yeah. mind that he was giving away fouls. But the thing was, he just wasn't pressing either. I think, what was it, 90, 90th minute, and they're basically their centre backs are pumping balls into the box. I was expecting Nketi to be out there and try and slow it down, get them to play another pass out there, bring the bring our press out but no it was just he's just missing something and it's not it's like quite he doesn't there. really he doesn't really know what's going on i mean let's put it this way i thought giving theo walcott the 14 shirt was a disgrace <laughs> someone's gonna burn in hell for this one <laughs> that one i don't even know again it's the opposite of superlatives we're looking for him. and hey danny carl when the egg's on our face and we're eating the humble pie, we'll, we'll be fine with it. But will right we now, Josh, I'm, will cook, we? I'm cooking them eggs. Oh, it'll be when he scores a hat-trick and we win the league. That's it. But yeah, no, I, I don't really know. Obviously, there's a player in there for Nketiah and he's very happy at Arsenal and I think Arteta likes what he sees from him in training, but I feel like either the instructions or what ends up happening with Nketiah when he's playing just isn't there and what we need at the time. I feel lost in translation, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Someone's not listening. Someone's looking at their phone when I went during the tactics meeting. (laughs) (laughs) My, My issue against Nketiah is that he thinks he's better than he is. And yeah, you're right. He pops up with a goal here and there and, and all sorts. But on the whole, he's just not good enough. And I think it's going to come a time where if we do get a striker in January, you know, we know who we've been linked with. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it happens in January, my personal opinion. And I'm sure Josh will probably share that opinion as well. Um, if we do get another strike in January, what happens to Nketiah? Because like I said, no one's taking him on those wages. Not at all. So, question. what do we do? Um, it's a an case ins- of an insurance claim. <laughs> oh, he's falling down the stairs. Yeah. We have the hundred million that he's worth. We can't find him. He's gone missing. It might have yeah, to be that. 
He, he's going to be able to score some goals sooner or later, but he's not the kind of player we can rely on. So to come and do what he did against Sevilla, come on and just be a nuisance, that's okay. But if we were losing 1-0 at Sevilla and he came on in the 80th minute, you're not going to put any money on him bringing a goal or two back, are you? That's the problem. Isn't there a stat still that he's every single time he's come on as a sub, he's never scored? Who? <laughs> oh, God, it's worse. He did in his debut. Is that the goals against In the Norwich? league. In yeah. the league. Okay. So, Probably. No, he, only had about, he only had about four goals, is not he, last season? My boy uh, Tenzer should have kept Balogun and told him to shut up. Yeah. Oh, God, no. We should not have kept Balogun at all. I I don't mind. I know who the there's probably three choices of striker we'll end up going with. And as Stan says, Ivan Tony isn't necessarily that guy. There's younger out there that we could go for. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Paul, Paul Neil's talking about Probably Ferguson. I don't think it's Ferguson either. The other player, think... I'd probably look at Joshua Zerki at the moment at Bologna. He's not made up name. <laughs> he's not. He's not scoring many goals, but he fits a profile like um, Tony does. But he's twenty-two, and that's closer to the age range that we're kind of batting in at the moment. Okay. Uh, if you've got any questions, put them in the chat and we'll read them out later. Uh, I'll quickly talk about our next game, Sheffield United at home. Josh, it is a home banker if there is ever one. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's ever a game as a home banker that you'd think, okay, we're going to definitely win, this is one of them. However, I must caveat that with Arsenal 3... Southampton relegated Southampton three from last season. <laughs> yeah, I I would agree. Uh, it's probably the one that you'll get annoyed when you put it on your accumulator. It doesn't come in. <laughs> and we did and lose. Fair, Are we at home right away? No, we're at home. home. Sheffield United okay. have looked good in games until they concede that first goal. I'm put it that against way. Man United and City as well. Uh, I think they take the lead against City. What did they score an equaliser? It's 2-1 against City. But yeah, uh, that's basically what I mean, is it could be quite close. You know how Sheffield United in our history have always tended to uh, trip us up every so often. Uh, So yeah, there is the history of the Arsenal to come into it. But I also accept it's probably the game that gets Paul Heckenbottom sacked. If Arsenal play the way they should do, and put oh, we put them to the sword. Put six right. past them, then yes. Then yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's a game where Saka will play, but it's kind of one of those games where you'd hope he doesn't, or even you've got such a lead that you can afford to bring him off of like the 60th minute because we're so far ahead. And I think it also matters because. Let's just say that Jesus doesn't play and we're going to have to play in Ketia because I think it's... Even if you see Gabriel Jesus get off the bus, there's still no guarantee he's going to be playing against Sheffield United. Um, The team that you'd expect them to play, the same back four, would you play Zinni or would you play um, Tommy Asudani? (sighs) 
Might as well play considering Zinchenko. who we're playing. Want, considering I'll, who we're playing. Yeah, I wouldn't want to risk um, Tommy Ashu playing back-to-back games and possibly getting an injury. You're getting on my nerves, cat. Will you fuck off? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> She's got fleas. It's 40 quid a flea column I've had to pay for them. And I've got five fucking cats. Jesus, I need these passed out yeah it gives Zinchenko a game I mean he's been our number one left back for for two seasons now virtually but Tommy's had a great game we all know Tommy's got an injury in him so don't there's no point risking him against Sheffield United because they're going to be desperate to try and get something out of this game and uh, I was on a podcast this week um, a Sheffield United podcast people and if you go and I'm going to put the link to it on the YouTube in the chat and if you could go and give it a little watch that would be lovely and it was uh, it was a really nice podcast to be on I'm going to go and tell you the name of it it was called the um, it was called the Red Half of Sheffield podcast, and it was very good fun. So yeah, it's only twenty seven minutes. Go and have a look and see what my thoughts are about the game there. So I'm bored. Do they ever do then. podcasts on Wednesdays, or are they that petty? <laughs> they refused. They don't even. None of them wear blue. Let alone stripes. Uh, next time you're on, can you ask him that question? It's an American podcast. Two okay. American blokes, one from North Kakalaki, where Jason is. He doesn't know him. Oh, okay. I said, I, I said, why did you pick Sheffield United? He said, I, I think he said because he just picked a terrible team. And then when we're doing the show, and I've only got twenty nine more games to go this season, and if it will be all be over. Oh wow! <laughs> um, we're going to smash them, though. I I like to, I like to hope so, and I'm saying this because again, last season. Um, you know, Sheffield, uh, Southampton at home. We fought home banker definitely, and was was wasn't we three 0 down in that game? Because did we concede? Was, wasn't Nathan Jones manager as well? Did we concede like after I don't know, like ten seconds again? Yeah, we did. That was um, Alvarez, Alcaraz, Alcaraz. Scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were rubbish in that game. Are you talking about against Sheffield United? No, no, against, against Southampton. Uh, Southampton last season. No, that game was yeah. We should absolutely beat them. And considering, I think the next game after that isn't it League Cup uh, West Ham. I believe we got League Cup on the yeah. That is on the first of November. Why? Yeah. So that you're thinking, would you class League Cup <laughs> a way to? West Ham more important, not more important, but would you put a greater importance on playing West Ham away rather than Sheffield United at home? As in, you know, yes. Ramsdale's going to, Ramsdale's definitely going to play against uh, West Ham. Uh, would you be holding some people back for that game rather than, so the likes of Reese Nelson over Saka playing that game, um, you know, those sort of people, if, if Thomas Partey's, miraculously fit again uh, bringing him back into the fold maybe playing the likes of uh, Emil Smith-Rowe from the start and Vieira and whoever as such like do you think this is the game to put them in or do you think it's you don't want to make too many changes so you can keep the momentum of uh, the league I don't think there'll be too many changes uh, but I do think that West Ham game is particularly important to ensure that Declan Rice scores at least a hat-trick against them. Oh, minimum. A minimum hat-trick, because I think it would just be funny. But we um, haven't got the biggest squad, have we? So do we really want to put a decent set I mean, of players we don't against have West Ham a... and then get another game? I, 
we don't have a big squad, but we also don't utilize it either. So I can't yeah, see do. Arteta actually using utilizing it because he's not suddenly going to go. Oh yeah, remember how like Smith Rowe needs minutes and how yeah, Vieira needs point. minutes and how and Kivior and Kivior needs like minutes. No, he's not going to do that. He's just going to run him into well, run the first team into the ground and then go. Oh <laughs> shit. I need to throw them in throw people who had a game all in seven my players games. are out of form bloody hell um, yeah I expect it more to be that way and I mean to be fair there's another international break coming up soon so of course there is we can wait for Fuckers. that uh, so Carl when you were saying you're a bit annoyed about um, geez, Jesus being out for a while it's alright there's an international break in one two three four five Five games, just in time for him to be fit and go and play for Brazil. Exactly, we'll fly to Thanks. Brazil, get injured at Machu Picchu, and uh, <laughs> get out for the season. <laughs> God, we need another striker. We haven't even got anyone coming through the Utes. Uh, no, that's why I think we're going to buy another one. I mean, the one thing you can guarantee is that Aaron Ramsdale will definitely be playing against Brentford away because uh, David Rea is not allowed to play. So at least in, like you said, Josh, one, two, three, four, five games, Aaron Ramsdale will definitely get a game. So but even our, even our fixtures are not too bad, the running. So we've got Sheffield oh. United on Saturday. We've got a way to West Ham in the League Cup. We've got Newcastle away, which is probably the hardest one. Sevilla at home, Burnley at home, and Brentford away, and then Lance at home. Like those runoff fixtures, I think, are quite kind to us. Well, the international break becomes between the Burnley and Brentford games. And to be honest, the Burnley game is where we should probably, again, be putting a decision into the Burnley chair people's uh, mind about whether or not they sat Vincent company. Because again, they are, well, people, it's between them and Sheffield United for who are the worst team in this league. And Burnley because they've just got no real attacking threat to them and they also go you know what we're going to play really attacking progressive football and then just get absolutely smashed so yeah um, we're it's coming into to the, with people isn't yeah it? we're going into the phase um, well commonly known as a Spurs start to the season uh, run of fixtures where yeah we should be picking up almost maximum points across there yeah, I, I agree. I think our fixtures are look very kind to that. I mean, looking at that, the hardest game we've got is not until maybe uh, the Josh Daw derby um, on the 16th of December. No, actually, you know what? I, I do them a disservice. We've got Aston Villa away on the 9th of December, which is not going to be an easy game. Aston Villa at the moment are playing some really good football. So yeah, Bassoon I Emery, so I can already tell you how that game's going to go. They're going to take a 2-0 lead at half-time. He's then going to take off Ollie Watkins, Watkins uh... and one of their other attacking players and put two centre-backs on. We're then going to come back and win 4-2. That, yeah, that pretty much. It's, it's already decided. It happened last season as well. Is He takes a lead, goes, oh, well, you know, I'm going to try and shore this up now. Brings on two, two defensive players, completely loses all momentum in the game and the opposing team wins. That's why I was hoping Guendouzi would have gone to Aston Villa rather than going to Italy. Where did he go? Lazio, Napoli, Lazio. something like that? Lazio. Yeah. I'd love to have seen him at Villa losing his shit on a weekly basis. <laughs> 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 oh, but yeah. Um, so, 
that's us. We I think Sheffield United is like three o'clock in it. It's really rare to have like a Saturday game at three o'clock. It's not we're not used to that. They're doing it all early season, aren't they? To make sure that they've got because they assume we're now going to be in a title race, that they've got enough TV credits to show us towards the end of the season. Remember Mm. um, at the end of last season, we we ended up having a yeah, we had yeah. a load of games that they didn't show on TV because they'd screwed up and showed us really early in the season. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they could only show certain teams a certain maximum number of times on TV. Oh. In the UK, obviously, because we're fucking retarded. Yes. <laughs> not the not the uh, most people don't have an issue having access to uh, most football, but I have no idea what you were speaking nope, of. Not Joe. a word. I I did not get a ticket in the ballot for the Arsenal Sheffield United game. However, I can almost guarantee I will still somehow be watching that game. You'll be at Charlton, won't you? Have you been not... to any Charlton games yet? Yeah, I've been to a few. I've been to I went Who's your who's your favourite player? Number four. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? I the, name the, a single Peterborough player. I tell you what, the, the football at Charlton is... They're playing better. They changed their manager and they're playing better football. Towards the beginning of the season, oh, it was... Does Franny Jeffers still play for them on loan from us? <laughs> uh, Michael Franny Jeffers is there, uh, it's probably is about it? 40 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah, a decent, yeah, a decent manager now. Yeah. Yeah, so they're playing decent football. The football is still dire. It's very... Um, they try and pass it. And then in about 20, 20th minute, let's go for the long ball. Like they've got a really rapid striker. It's r- fucking rapid. Um, That's um, that the, Tyrese Campbell, isn't it? Yeah. And Not related to um, Kevin Campbell. No. Tyrese is Kevin Campbell's son. No, there's two Tyrese Campbells in the... Um, yeah. That <laughs> Tyrese Campbell there. is at Stoke. Yeah, uh, Carl, did you there. know what uh, Tyrese Campbell's full name is? Tyrese Campbell. No, <laughs> Tyrese Anthony Tupac Shakura Campbell. It's not. It is. We're gonna lie, Josh. Like, needs to make up a believable. Go lie. to Wicked. Go. Go to his name, Tyrese Campbell, who plays for uh, <laughs> plays for Charlton. His middle names is Anthony Tupac Shakur. I wonder what people are smoking when they're naming their children. Like, it's bad enough when they spell things wrongly. There we go. Tyrese Campbell. Tyrese Anthony Tupac Shakur Campbell. Born 14th of September 2003. Yep. Fucking hell. Oh, here we go. Is what's wrong. Born in England. Campbell is of Jamaican descent. Well, that sums it up, doesn't it? What are you fucking mean by that? <laughs> but anyway, no, no, no we, 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 we no, don't play deluded. But I'm telling you now, he's, he's fucking rapid. Like, he's really quick. And they all try to pass it around. Then after a while, it's almost like the the manager was like, go to game plan one. And it's just fucking long ball after long ball after long ball all the way well, up to a... I've told you, Carl, there's a London Underground bus um, train stop, underground stop at the end of my road. You get you come and pick me up for every game and I can get you in for a season ticket. It will cost you about 30 quid a game. How about all that money that you've got yeah. you move to London... Fuck that. And to make it easier. What do you mean, fuck Does that? I hate London? It's just shithole. I could so move in with five feet. Or you. There's so many steps in London. There is. It's, it's not flat. It's not the friend of the chair. <laughs> you could you could move into Femi's um, West Wing. Like, I know it's being done up there. It's put a second story on top. 
But like you can move into Femi's West Wing. I'm sure it's got wheelchair access as well. It well, it has to. Oh, he has that's to comply they, they, with certain laws. Yes, that because that's where he wheels all his gold in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he can't roll it down the stairs, it'll all fall out of the wheelbarrow. But yeah, yeah. Um... it's annoying. Sean has been unemployed since uh, May last this year, and I should have got a season ticket, I should have applied for tickets because she can take me to all the games. I could have done at least half a dozen and some away games. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Doesn't well, she's not going to get a job that. till next year, right? I'm going to go and uh, get you're the not... uh, apply. You're not very... I mean, how many things have you forgotten this year, Danny? I mean, you forgot Josh's birthday. It, it didn't mind anyone, and it was in it your was, diary as well. It's in my calendar. Whenever you lot let your birthdays out, I put it on my phone just so I can forget actually talking about birthdays. Um, so one of you kind people from ABW sent me a birthday card. Look at that one on the right-hand side. Happy birthday, Aww. GFP, with me and my head sitting in a Mercedes convertible, like my car. Well, that's a new one. Guess who sent me that? What, what member of ABW? Oh, uh, Stefan. Jeff. No. Ellis. No. Jeff. No. Not Holland Front. No. Steve. Yeah. Host dated them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come, Carl, save us. We're fucking drifting as usual. Femi. No, it's Nick. Oh. No, Femi would have put a 50 pound. Sorry, uh, yeah. It's been gold plated and delivered by whores. Oh, Femi doesn't give his money away. Don't be ridiculous. This is this is very. very He wouldn't have put enough stamps on it. There you go. I've I've googled (laughs) Arsenal purple membership. I shall fill it in after the show, and I'm going to get the child to bring me to some games. Yes. And then when someone recognises me, she will curl up in a ball and have a little cry. Oh, because you're so popular, aren't you, Danny? Well, one person out of 60,000. It's not a really good ratio, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. Uh, we'll do some listening questions now because this podcast is going downhill very, very quickly. Uh, Danny, can you get some listening questions up, please? Right. Oh, one for you, Carl, from Tom Anthony and Tom Andrew. I don't know who Tom Anthony is, but I'm sure he agrees. Are you guys tired of Ben White's corner routine when he just blocks the keeper? It gets called a foul half the time. I don't know why we keep doing it. Did you notice in the Chelsea game that Sanchez kept going, oh, I've been pulled, and it was his own player pulling him out of the way. <laughs> Did you see that? That's hilarious. Mm, I just think I think our corner routines, both defensively and offensively, have kind of taken the dip. Mm. Uh, we conceded a corner against Sevilla, which I saw some people saying, like, going at Raya for that. So, no, I don't. Ramsdale wouldn't say that. It was a brilliant header. Like it was a bullet header. Brilliant. Um, I think defensively, uh, Jesus marking that player well, didn't make sense. No, uh, we seem to have gone wayside. I think that they made this big fuss about you know how good we were defensively and we hadn't conceded a corner. And once we start making a big fuss about it, we conceded the corner. Like and it just it just keeps happening. I say keeps happening, but it's happened more than often. So yeah, I think our set piece taker um, coach needs to come up with some new plans. I'd like to add that we all know that Jesus's weakness is crosses, oh, and that's it. Rude. Rude and unnecessary. This is how organised the Arsenal website is. Um, you go and click on the uh, the link in, in, in the Googles and it says, uh, your, this, the membership for the 21-22 season has closed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much for that. 
Thank you. Just get family those people in the ticket um, office. Just get family to buy the club and we can have whatever seats we want. Just what I'm saying. Uh, right. I heard Daniel Eck was tapping him up to help him fund the move. Avon <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, uh, Josh, does party have a future at the Arsenal? <laughs> Be careful. Uh, it depends on how far the future you think he has. Could I see him seeing out his contract? Yes. Could I also see him see us moving him on? in the summer also yes um i think it depends on availability of targets i could definitely see us looking to get an upgrade um for that position i think rice will be established there is the question on Jorginho and el nani certainly aren't getting any younger um i know that's how time works so um what, 29 to yeah. 28 Exactly, but it is it is scary when he's he's not quite thirty one yet, or not quite thirty two, but you know, certainly so just around the corner. But yeah, I think it depends on how we see Patino doing. I know he's doing quite well. Um, I should know where he is, Swansea. And so he's potentially one that comes in next season, and it's just a question on what we do with those groups of midfielders and who eventually moves on. I honestly thought that Patino would come in this season. No, I, he wasn't ready. I, well, not even for a few, not for a few League Cup appearances. I'm not giving him three fixtures instead of an entire season of Championship football. That's it. Seems a waste. Look at the players we've got in our squad and where they've come from. And it's only Saka that really and Saka and Martinelli got blooded in that way. But everyone else has had decent loan spells before they've come here or before they've properly kicked on. Uh, I think that's what we need. I've now contacted the Arsenal and asked them, can I apply for a purple membership? Um, are you surprised at how quickly Rice has settled in? I have. Amazing. I have. Yeah. He, he's been really good. Like, I know people talking about Madison being the player of the season. I think that's only because of his price. But, like, Rice has been so good. Like, really, really good. And I know... <laughs> I know a few members of ABW, John, <clears throat> wasn't like that impressed with him. But even, I think even John now has to eat a bit of humble pie and say that Rice has been really, really good because... I wasn't convinced. I will happily say I was not convinced by Rice. I thought it was too, too much money. Everyone told me he had good games and then I'd watch him and he'd have a shit game. And then I was like, well, this isn't helpful. He's not helping himself. Uh, maybe I was just bad at games I watched. Oh, now I think he's great. Maybe it's because I see more of him. I think what people should stop doing is making people have to watch West Ham. That's it. <laughs> yes, uh, no one should be forced to watch West Ham. Mm-hmm. Question ever. for you, Carl, from Boy 10. Gosh. Why is Erdegaard getting so much stick online? There's a whole camp of people that are adamant we should bench him. That's a question mark because I couldn't, I can't believe they exist. Josh, because I answered the last question. Okay. Uh, I think because Odegaard is one of those, seems to be quite quietly efficient or quietly effective. And then when he's not looking to be effective, he's then just quiet and you don't see the response of that. But I, I think I mentioned it already that I think his biggest issue is that the forward, the front three has been changing so quickly or even that front four if you include the left eight 
there's been so much change for him that he's still trying to fit in with everybody and it's not quite working just yet. Right? The things that he's still doing great, he's still leading the press. He's still controlling the game for us. But I do find that either the players he's there aren't sold on doing the press the same way that he is uh, <clears throat> in Ketia, uh, or that, as you say, Saka's been out, Martinelli's been out, Trossel's been there, Trossel's not been there. Are you sorry? Are you timing me now for how long my answers are, Carl? I was doing a Chris Carver said no. I still not mate. Come on. At least do it quietly. Same. And then do it post pod. Oh. Well, Danny, he's told me shut up now. So that's Fair it. Enough. Can't argue. I have just found, though, that on Sunday, the 5th of November, mm-hmm. you need to go to the Charlton game for the FA Cup first round playing Cray Valley Paper Mills. Well, absolute oh, fixture um, that's going to be. Home game. Get there. I'll be about four quid a ticket. On what date? Sunday, the 5th of November. Do that and then straight off to your fireworks. Mm. Oh, fuck, I'm working that day. Shit. Oh, I'm you won't see the fireworks. You'll be underground. That'll be shit. I need... <laughs> the worst view of everyone. I need... <laughs> I need... Uh, I need Charlton to get to at least the third round and draw Arsenal uh, in a way and then Femi be after me like Femi be like oh Carl can you get me a ticket no Femi no I can't Stop Jeff, to be fair me. Carl how often have you done that to Femi oh if we can <laughs> <basis>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well Femi basis. did say on the tickets pod last week that he's got about 80 season tickets he had a whole stack of them he wipes his bum with season tickets <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the reason why he's got so much money is because he owns a bot farm Ah, oh, that's it. And not the flies. No, they're horrible. It's all Chris variations. Of Chris Carl. came on AB from Avon. Chris came on ABW, and I do mean came after the lens game to say <laughs> it proves that it wasn't a farmers league. And the next night, PSG conceded four to Newcastle. I think that is that's more of a statement than. Oh yeah, sorry, I started that one because I thought it was hilarious. And then it, it <laughs> moment, PSG oh. beating Milan two 0 uh, and I can't see any other French teams that are. Why playing. didn't they put? Why didn't they put Giroud in goal? <laughs> they got By a third choice goalkeeper yeah. at the moment. Um, all right, proper question for you then, Carl. Um, quite from Boy Ten. Has anyone gotten a look at Ethan and Manoire and Lewis Skelly in the academy? How far off are they? Are we making weak decisions in midfield to rec- uh, to recruit meant to leave the door open for them? Uh, I don't haven't seen them. I'm watching many academy games. I would I would love to give them a little bit of exposure, and I know they did against Brentford in the League Cup, didn't they? They played. Mm-hmm. One of them played. Um, yes, played. Yeah, I would love them to, even against West Ham for them to get a bit more game time. Arteta is very Arteta has a squad, but he doesn't trust his squad in the slightest. I think we've already established that that he doesn't really trust them so i think for a, an academy player to get into the squad they're gonna have to be absolutely exceptional they have to be brilliant for him to drop his first team players who don't even play for an academy player to come in and play so hopefully they're doing well and within the next couple of seasons after a low because they're going to need loans so after a loan, they can come in and do a job. 
Well, Munrari got a hat trick in August for the under 21s. He's still 16. Hat trick for the under 21s against Leicester. And then he scored for the under 21s against Reading. And then he scored for the UEFA Youth League in the 2 1 home defeat to PSV on the 20th of September. And so he's playing lots of games in Skelly. Um, he has played uh, in the Severe game, the PSV under 19. Then he played for England, Portugal, for England, Japan, England, France. And then he played in the, the Reading under 21 game, and he's only 17. So they're both playing regular games and getting lots of minutes. Good. Can only be good for us. Yeah, I think that's it then. Okay. We've done an hour and a half, so not too bad. Um, we shall be back after Tuesday. International break. Knowing, knowing our ability to organise podcasts, it will be. It's a safe assumption. No, I think we'll be back on Tuesday before the West Ham game. Uh, definitely I'll to talk about our 6-0 win against Sheffield United. I'm going double figures. First Premier League team to score 10 goals in a game. Ooh, strong shout. Yeah, well, I it think Sheffield United is good. <laughs> it's going to be embarrassing they're going to get the <laughs> oh, oh gosh yeah, oh, yeah. should I let you on that podcast uh, God but yeah we have to win now. I think that's a, that's a game that we have to definitely go and win and make a statement as well shut Gary Neville up um, oh, that's impossible this uh, is very true we're, we're he's on Dragon's eight. 10 at the moment oh, you've seen that no what? yeah Gary Neville is part of the Dragon's Den group and what I really hope, really hoped, was the first pitch that came up was a group of guys who replace windows for a living. Yeah, <laughs> oh God. Hey, you've missed this, guys. You've absolutely missed this. And I'm just looking at. That's why we don't have a Patreon. We should get one just for puns. And I'll just go there and I'll just do a five five minutes after every game, just getting all my puns out of my system. That'll work. Avon says we have a 14-year-old playing for the under-18s and under-21s at fun and a 13-year-old who's now a regular for the under-18s, Max Dowman. I've just been in that look. Max Dowman, born on the 31st of December 2009. I've got cats older than that. He's 13 years old. He's played uh, two games for the under-18s. Wow. And he's 13. That's he should be at school. That's Max Wellendowman. To, to his mates, <laughs> longest in the showers. I've, I've heard thirteen he probably ex- isn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's better than Mbappe at his age. That's what. Well, I Chris heard. has got all the videos, all the VHSs. Is, is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I think he's got. I think all of uh, Mbappe's highlights are on mini disc. Well, yeah. something like that. Carl, you're going to put us out of our misery. Yes, right. Josh, (laughs) it's actually been really good. Uh, Don't say it like that. That sounds like it was surprising. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. (laughs) You know what? It's not been too bad. You know what? Oh, gosh. That sounds oh. like somebody's reaction to a prostate exam. Fuck's sake, yeah. Carl. You know what? Actually, it wasn't, wasn't as bad as everybody said. It wasn't that bad. It was, it was all yeah. right. Yeah. Put uh, his finger up beforehand. Sorry. Danny, you have to be here. I, I do indeed, because pressing record is not easy, is it? And no, uh, thank and you very much, if Carl, wasn't, for turning up. If he wasn't here to organise it, we'd still have Chris saying that he's going to be here for every podcast this season and not turning up. 
Yes, absolute scumbag. <laughs> See him on Twitter. Go and ask him if he's all right. So uh, we don't hear from him very much, apart from when he said he's uh, he's been out running. running. I don't know where he's going, but it's taken him fucking four years, and he's still not there. <laughs> Why? He he's running in circles. He always ends up at home. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not good. Right. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it be YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Um, wherever it is, give us a thumbs up. Let us know. Right, everyone. Thank you very much. Take care, and see you later. Bye bye. Hashtag fuck Alice. Outro. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was just eating a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at it, so when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>